Well, welcome February 20th, 2019. This is the place to be. Reviews, episode two. What in the name of John Wayne? And I am joined by uh, my good friend and uh, former uh, former compadre and uh, fellow DJ, uh, Kyle. Right. Say hello. Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Not doing too shabby there. How are we doing yourself? Hey, uh, I'm here. I got no complaints. Uh, nobody listens anyway, except for now. They're kind of, well, I mean, they're not forced to listen. I'm kind of asking them to listen. Uh, so maybe I should, I don't know if I should play nice for a while or, uh, well, hopefully know, that'll change and they'll just make a rule where you can force people <laughs> to listen to you. Do my bidding minions. Good. Yeah. I just be like, you know, just like do the, uh, Palpatine thing and, uh, execute order 66 and, uh, I am the Senate, you know, that kind of thing, but <laughs> um, bits of people, I'm sure. So, so the episode title is what in the name of John Wayne? I so, know. And did you, I talked about this on my show earlier today too, cause I couldn't resist <laughs> it. And I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, I have to be down the line and I will be, but yeah. at the same time, you know, first off, how are you going to go after a man that hasn't been on this earth for 40 years? He's, he's been dead longer than we've both been alive. I mean, this is now let me, let me preface this entire thing by saying, did you, did you get to read all the comments from the art? Like the main bullet points from the 1971 uh, Playboy I did. article. Did you? I okay. Mean, I, did I, I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to read them. Um, no, if somebody, we're not going if, to that, but... no, no, no. I read them and they're, they're reprehensible. Absolutely. I think we yeah. can both agree on that. Um, I, I'm not excusing no doubt. any of it. You know, no, no doubt. I mean, there's no there's no place for that in no. this world no. that we live no. in now. And, and there never was at any no. time. You no. know what I mean? But at that time, people acted a little bit differently. And yes. it was it was a different time. And I don't think that it's that it's fair for one, because he's not around to defend himself. Exactly. Not would, but you know what I mean? It's, nope. it's more along the lines of this is one in so many films, not just by John Wayne, but so many people down the line. So oh, are you yeah. going to ring all these people up? You know, or are you just yep. going to cancel out everything that was made before 1970 or 60? Yeah. You know, well, I, I don't know where you draw the line at. And that's where I think that someone like you can probably shed some light on this, right? Yeah, well, that's what I hope to do because this article, you know, is from 1971, and it was actually it was disavowed at the time um, as being like overtly racist and bigoted and sexist. Sure, um, it, it was. It truly was. It was not like something that was like celebrated. And to kind of you know expand upon your point, he he was John Wayne was born in 1907. He's a product of a different time. That does not make it excusable, but that right. is an explanation of why he is the way he you know why he not is is but was the way he was. Um, that's not making it right. I'm not calling it right. Like I said, everything he said was absolutely reprehensible. But uh, this whole and I'm going to go into my uh, I'm going to go into my soy voice here. Which problematic dead celebrity? Are we going to cancel next? Like, really? It's, like you said, it, they could find a like, new every day if they wanted to. You oh, know? yeah. You literally you find know. someone new every single day to go after if they really wanted to, and they're going to. I mean, it's that's why it's, <laughs> that's the other thing. You know what I mean? Do I am I supposed to call you DJ SKN or am I supposed to call you? No, I'm just the wonder. I'm, I'm, 
I'm just Pete. I'm just Pete here. There's no the, the no more DJ SKN. That's now we're hey, gonna have a it's good to hear from you. It's you know I'm glad we could touch base, especially over this. So anyway, move yeah. on. So yeah, you know I just don't think that if you want to pick somebody every single day to do this to, yeah. and just drag everybody's name through the mud that was making yeah. movies before the before the '60s, and it's mm-hmm. like well, the other thing is because it's a race factor and it's a lot of things, you know, we're both white. I mean, we're not, are we going to, we can't not, we can't say yeah. that we're not white. Yeah. And it's absolutely. not that I'm defending him because he's white. That is not what this no. is. No, but not at all. I think that everybody in this country has been around somebody that has been spewing this nonsense out of their mouth. And even though it absolutely churns your insides and it, and it makes you so angry because you don't understand how someone could, you know, denounce some someone else for whatever reason, you know, you because we don't have, but we've all dealt with it and we've all looked at the person like, you just have nothing going on upstairs, do you? Like you just yes. you just have nothing going on, and he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, of yeah. course, but he's a, among many where they made some mistakes and they said some things because they were on top of the world and thought they could, you know, it was oh yeah, change their mind so. It's it's unfortunate, but it's it is it absolutely is, and it's like you to 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 get to that level of like just hatred for like somebody based on uh, melanin in their skin is or the country that is it, it it's utterly just ignorant, and stupid. Um, like you said, like I, I can sense. And and I thought about this before we came on, and and I've been wanting to talk about this all day because it's it's an issue that you can't just throw out there because people get taken aback, but. I, you know me, I'll never take an extreme side on one because I don't, I'm not going to offend anybody. That's not why I'm on this earth. I'm not on the, there are people out there that will say that for me. And even though I don't necessarily agree with it. Hey, we're back here. Sorry about that. We had a, uh, a mix, a technical mix hat, mishap, mix hat, mix up here in the middle of our, I mean, they were always listening, but now they're really listening. I'm telling you. So uh, we were we were talking about the uh, the the title was what in the name of John Wayne. So we were talking about John Wayne and how this 1971 Playboy interview has resurfaced on Twitter. And this is uh, and I'm on Twitter quite a bit. And um, I only have 56 followers. I'm not. I, I, I just uh, it's fun to go on there and uh, kind of it, it's instant uh, instant information, which is great. Um, take it or leave a lot of it. But so, to me, these digging this stuff up on Twitter is the definition of privilege is having that free time every day to look for things to be mm-hmm. offended by. And then There's a lot. you're, you're looking at a 1971 interview. And like I said, this was deemed offensive, very offensive at the time you're offended yeah. about it almost 50 years later. Uh, the guy's been well, dead for almost for 40 years and right. I'll let you go back into it. Well, and, and just to wrap it up, you know, and that's what we were saying. Like, that was so long ago. He's not around to defend himself. His poor family, you know, they're the only ones that are around. And it's like, they got, they have a cancer foundation. They're doing good things. And I, and I don't, it excuses what he said. You know, I'm not saying that, but I'm not, I'm just saying it was so long ago. And if, if you start going down the line, you're going to have to start pulling stuff off the shelves all left and right. I mean, it's going to get bad. It'd get really bad. I, you know what? I was watching a Clint Eastwood real quick, Pete. Yeah. Uh, one of the Clint Eastwood flicks, and it—I was kind of taken aback. It was one that I hadn't seen before. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Wow, this is really raw!" Like you know. And there was some stuff like that. 
So it's not like, and that was in the seventies, you know, we're yeah. talking John Wayne, the, the original, you know what I mean? Yep. So I, I just think that it, it could get really ugly if they start going down this road It doesn't excuse anything, you know, but for him, you know, slavery was only two, one generation away. Raised in. Yeah. Right. 1865. So he was only, his dad was at least, you know, maybe 40 years old. Yep. John came, you know what I mean? So, cause he was born in, what did you say? 1907? 1907. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, man. That's only not even 50 years away, which I'm saying it's revolting. Yeah. But that's how close it yeah. was to our, to our kin. And yep. you know, so he probably, it's hard. It's, it's tough for everybody growing up. You grew up at the mercy of your generation. That's all it is. So. Yep. Uh, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, is you look at a lot of, like you said, you know, a lot of the actors, especially look at the films. Um, one of them, I was just kind of watching uh, part of it the other day was uh, Blazing Saddles. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It was the scene where um, the sheriff was holding himself hostage uh, yeah. to get away from the lynch mob. And it's like I, I'm looking at and I watched this movie probably as a kid of maybe eight or nine years old the first time I saw it. You know, and, and I thought it was, you know, funny then just because of the slapstick aspect of it and how dumb, like, the villains were. But, you know, yeah. it was just like, and then you watch it later and it's like you get all this other stuff. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, it's funny, but, like, wow. Like, you put it in its context and uh, the frame of reference in the time that it was made. And it's like, they couldn't, you know, you couldn't make that. Even Mel Brooks being Jewish, he couldn't make that movie today. Um <laughs> just you know, think about what we're because you know we're pretty middle roaded on this. I mean, we yeah. we believe that he was right or anything that should be said like that. That's dis- disgusting. So, but what about in like four, 50 years from now? Like, what if they take what we're saying and they're like, "Man, can you believe that Pete said that back in 2019?" Like, yeah. Was- <laughs> oh, I can't believe they thought like they can even talk about that. You know. Well, yeah, by then, by then, uh, if, if a certain sect of people have their way, we'll have microchips to detect wrong think. Um, and I think, uh, I think that was written about, uh, in a little book called 1984, <laughs> but to get, to get to, uh, I, I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory thing, but yeah, I just, that, but to, to bring it to kind of correlate it to the point. Yeah. That, um, that whole, uh, uh, kind of wrong think uh, that uh, almost like not, it's like the it's like a hive mind collective of yeah. this whole PC movement and I have no issue with um, being appropriate and just not saying things that make you look like a complete asshole uh, so that's you know people out there are going to like you like you're saying right now are you think that people are going to look at this and they're going to move on, or do you think that they're going to keep blowing this out of proportion? Oh, this John Wayne thing. Well, tomorrow something else will happen. Like Cardi B will say something else, or I don't know. She'll 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 make some more music. Cardi B will make some more music for women that wash throw that in. <laughs> Every time you hear an old old person talk about that stuff, like they're still living in the early 1900s, it's like. Good Lord, man. I know I'm with you. Like, it's disgusting. They, you know, just, no one wants to listen to it, but he, they're just old and rambling, and that's how they used to go uh, about crap. 
I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Find a new person every day. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree at all. It's just like, but he's like you said, man. You, how far back are you gonna reach for this stuff? Like, I heard yeah. uh, now the thing that really set me off, and I don't want to use the T word and say triggered because it didn't. Uh, I was just kind of like, I, I just was kind of, I wasn't mad. I didn't really get mad about it. It just kind of uh, blew my mind. Was that? Same here. I couldn't uh, believe it either. Wow, really? On, on, on Twitter, uh, some people have found Seinfeld to be problematic and whenever whenever i hear the word problematic use uh or see it on twitter i'll automatically go to who's ever uh, uh twitter feed uh that has that in their tweet and i will look at their profile and if they are somebody that lists their pronouns in their profile i automatically will disregard them as a moron um because <laughs> I'm I'm sorry if if you're going so far as to list that you prefer to be called he and you're obviously a man but with some of these some of these guys I can't tell because they're they can't grow facial hair or um you know they they try to and they shouldn't uh, or their mouths are always open in their profile pictures it's just there's a, or they have there's, 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 I'm talking I'm, I'm speaking of those those that which are soy. Um, I'm speaking of those, and uh, it's just like this whole this whole thing with Seinfeld, and they were like, "Well, they're they're not good people," and it's like they were never meant to be good people. They're basically nihilists. Uh, the show was meant to be about nothing, and nowhere in that nowhere in that show at any time were they ever supposed to be presented in a light that would make you think that they were less than just like narcissistic, like you know, and just self absorbed. You know, the only people they, they care about, like a handful of people, and they even throw their friends under the bus. But the show is uh-huh. hilarious because it's about everyday stuff. And it's, the you know, it, for these people to, like, you know, be outraged about this, it's it's comical. It, it, you know, this show has um, uh, the puffy shirt is in the Smithsonian. Um, TV Guide voted the contest as the best single television episode ever um which i mean is debatable but i mean i I, i'm like i'm all for it i love seinfeld but i mean it it was just it's funny that these people will look at something that you know it's been off the air since 1998 and uh you're you're in 2019 and it's it's problematic now oh my gosh it's problematic so if they start going after Seinfeld, I'm gonna have to step in. Oh, if they go after Seinfeld, we riot. <laughs> like uh, he, he would just be sarcastic to him to death, though. Oh, like, that's that, that's it. I, I I just would like outwit. I mean, it's what do you what do you what do you? It's just it's ridiculous to even like I'm not gonna go. I mean, have these people ever? I mean, there's so many other things that they could do with their time, like you know anything other than like look for things to be professionally outraged about especially you know one of the the most beloved uh shows of all time you know come on um and well i know the, the funny thing is, if you look at the actors on the show uh jerry pretty much is like apolitical um you know jerry seinfeld uh michael right. richards we all know what happened to michael richards um you know uh, that whole debacle um, uh, that, I do know that. I do know that. God, that was a meltdown. I mean, you know, 
Oh. There's no getting around that, you know? What, what the heck? And this is what I'm saying. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jason Alexander, those two are, like, very, very liberal uh, politically. Um, sure. And it just makes me laugh because this, and the, the old, and I don't want to get political, but the only reason I bring this up is because these people complaining about this show, these SJWs, you know, it's like they are, you know, the actors that portray these parts are on your side and you're going after their work. And it's just like, it, it, it's funny to me on one hand and the other hand, it's like, what's well, a show I love. And I, I had to stop following Jason Alexander on Twitter for that reason. I just couldn't take it. Um, oh, you got you got the unfollow. He did. It was to that I, level. Just kidding. I, tro- I, I trolled him a little bit. I did. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I think I unfollowed him. I don't know. I only. I don't follow that many. I'm like. I'm at 56 followers, and I follow like 87 people. And you know how hard it is to keep track of 87 people on Twitter. That's like, it's like wrangling cats. It doesn't work. I don't even know how to use it, really. I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I don't even mess with it. You're really not missing much, honestly. Like, it's, it's all algorithms and hashtags. And I had one NPC tweet that kind of like went, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what viral is considered, but it had like, it had like 90, 93,000 impressions. I mean, but, (laughs) but I don't, I'm not on, you know, hey, and we're back. Back! We got um, we got disconnected while uh, in the midst of a uh, a highly intellectual yeah, discussion about the ins and outs of Twitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna move right along here. Um, I, I had to bring I had to bring this up, and uh, this is so bad. This episode is so like such a departure from what like last night. Okay, so I did the debut. I did the premiere last night. We had episode one, um, and I soloed right. it. It was it was over. I think it was like an hour and 30 minutes and I had it cut down and I had to record that. That was the third recording I did. Um, so tonight we're keeping it, we're keeping it breezy uh, with the two segments we've done already. We're still under 30 minutes, which is right around my target goal. Um, That's perfect. So we're doing, we're, we're doing, we're doing good there. Um, but what, it's even better. Seven minutes. Yeah. Yep. Like so that was, that was it. And I, I heard some, I heard something at the door and it's my cat, but that's all right. He doesn't need to come in. Nice. Here. <laughs> everybody's asleep except for the freaking cats but so i'm going to talk about this movie fighting with my family and this fighting is with my family. fighting have you ever have you oh, ever heard of that today actually that looks really funny it it, it does it does and being as, and i i do you know where i'm going with this don't you do you you like the rock right Oh, I love The Rock, dude. The Rock's amazing. No, no, no. This is this is more. This is less about the uh, the subject matter now. Like I said, you know, I've got nine years on the independent wrestling scene. This I is, know. This this you is this is to prove it. I I, I, I got a bad back from a year a, a year full time in the ring, and that gave me a bad back. But we'll get into that a later episode. So wrestling is kind of like my wheelhouse. And um, this movie, I find that they made this movie to be absolutely hilarious, considering that um, was it oh, last, no, with this. last last May, uh, Miss Page um, had a little uh, home video that got released with her and Xavier Woods and Mike Maddox and uh, another um, another another guy. I can't remember his name. But uh, the fact that they made this movie, I can just see Vince McMahon in the back pitching this movie in his Vince McMahon voice. 
he's he's just sitting in the back going, let's pay her, pay her. We're gonna make a movie about her. I want to forget forget that she's got chair shots and head shots and back shots and money shots. And then Vince would stop and he would do that Vince McMahon laugh where he'd look around and all his like little bobblehead yes men right. would do a little fake laugh too because they have to laugh. And we're gonna get Simon Pegg's buddy to play the dad. <laughs> I was like, that's. I, I looked I at him. I can't think like, of his name right now. Me either. I was like, hey, that's the fat guy from uh, Sean Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah. He's funny, though. I'd give him that. He's funny. He is. And his, his name was Pete in uh, Sean of the Dead. So I was like, I have a, I had a little, uh, I had a soft spot for the guy. Yeah, no, but, he's funny. He's but funny. this movie, that the, they made this movie to me is just like, it's so funny because it's like they fired, you know, they fired Paige and. You know, she was she was dating Alberto Del Rio, who got fired. So she was with him when, when he wasn't with the Fed, and she still was. And then she got fired, and she was anorexic, and they were now they're making a movie about her. And you know, this whole it's WWE is so so comical now. Like, I I don't watch much of it anymore, but I will watch like highlight videos and stuff like that. And I just the sport of wrestling. I mean, it, it's always been pretty entertaining, though. If you know what oh, I mean. Oh. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot of it. I look at it now, and it's just cringy because I look at um, a lot of the guys on TV, and there's a lot of great talent on there. But there's some of these guys that they're just so robotic when they cut promos, and it's you can tell yeah. it's scripted. And the commentators, a lot of them are just they're painful to listen to. Um, mm -hmm. They just, you know, because Vince is constantly in their ear. Him and that, uh, what's that, uh, the buck tooth, the piano tooth guy, Kevin Dunn. Vince's little, uh, Vince has got that, you know, every, every like big boss and, you know, has got that little weasel, like <laughs> that guy. That's like Kevin Dunn. Really, like Except, he really does run that company like he kind of portrays himself to. Oh, he's, he's hands on. Even at his age, he's still hands on. You know, it, Triple H is doing a lot. A lot more now, um, obviously, but it, it's Vince is just he's. But the thing with Vince is he's been insulated in this bubble of yes men for like what forever, forever. So he. So what do you want to tell Vince McMahon right now? It's what's that? What do you want to tell Vince McMahon right now? Because we're gonna hashtag him, then you can hopefully you can meet him. <laughs> Oh, I never want to meet Vince McMahon. I met Mick Foley, and that's what I asked Mick Foley. I asked Mick Foley, I said, what was it like to work with for, for Vince McMahon? And he said it was amazing because it was like yeah. being friends with Willy Wonka and getting to go to the chocolate factory. You got to do and go you know, everywhere and see everything. But mm -hmm. he's, he said he's a psychopath. And, you know, that was very, that was very telling that he uh, enjoyed working for TNA, which at the time was a lesser rival. This was back in like 2009. I think I, I had only been in the business for about a year at that point. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was kind of funny. Like he was just so like, yeah, he was, it was more fun working for TNA, but like Vince, you know, it was like the candy store, but he was a psycho, you know, and he said TNA had complete control over everything, which is one of the nice things about like a lot of guys on the indie scene, like, you know, that, that are green, they come in and they, they kind of, they're raw, you know, they don't have their gimmick playing out and the promoters will kind of shoehorn them into a gimmick. That was my thing. Like I didn't even give myself my gimmick. So you start out with dollar signs on a headband. I, I I did not. Um, I had my gimmick name, Pete Daddy Dollar, before I ever got into wrestling. That was given to me 
for okay. four years by, by, a, by a friend of mine, this little white kid who was just an and nobody's going to believe me when I say this dude was an amazing rapper, uh, produced all his own beats, um, and was just, he did, he did some shows with uh, actually some like decent talent, like, uh, MC breed and, and the dude King. So, what's that? Right. So we grew up in Michigan where Eminem is King. So we grew up with little white rappers being better than everybody else. <laughs> exactly. But no, um, so he, uh, so he started calling me Pete daddy dollar and it just kind of stuck. And, <laughs> I started using it um, when I was blogging um, before I got in the wrestling business, uh, when I was blogging and stuff. And I got in the business, and it's like, what are you going to call yourself? I'm like, Pete Daddy Dollar. It just kind of stuck. Pete so, Daddy Dollar! Oh, yeah. I had a uh, – uh, I can't even one, – one day I'll go into, like uh, – I'll do, like, a whole show in, like, gimmick and just be an ass. Even really painful. All that stuff. I would say be an asshole, but I'd say being more of an asshole. It, it is, dude. That's the thing. Is like everybody thinks it's like such a glamour. No, it's, it's extremely painful. Like, but like little amounts of pain a lot of times. That's that's it. Um, you you know uh, what you know the people see like because the the last company I worked for is uh, now they're on Amazon Prime. Good for them. Um, they uh they we had a cable deal and we were on cable in like I don't know it was like fifteen sixteen different states and um. It was, uh, you don't see, like, before the show, us getting to the venue first thing in the morning, setting up the ring, training for four hours, you know, and then going over matches, um, you know, getting the, the, the locker room set up, the, the curtains, the lighting. Uh, you know, we've got, back. So what I was, what I was saying was, uh, before the end of that segment, um, that, that people don't see, the guys getting there, especially in the indie scene, setting up the ring, training, you do the show, you tear down the ring, put everything away, then either have to drive four hours home or stay somewhere and then come back the next day, set the ring up, train again, tear down and then go home. Uh, and that is that is a lot, uh, especially I don't care how good a shape you're in. Um, you're every every bump we call you. You take a bump in the ring. Every bump is equal to like a twenty five oh, to thirty. Yeah. 30 mile an hour car accident and before a show i would wrestle maybe a 15 20 25 minute match sometimes uh i would take 100 150 200 bumps what was your what was your what what was your move my finisher yeah what was like your uh claim to fame my my finishing move was the uh uh it was called the uh the market crash it was a crucifix (laughs) falling nice Uh, uh, it, thanks, man. It was a, a falling crucifix power bomb, um, a la Scott Hall's Razor's Edge. <clears throat> All right. I know was, that uh, guy. That honestly, dude, my my whole gimmick like morphed into Scott Hall. All right. like, with a toothpick. He was a guy with a toothpick, right? Yep, I did not use the toothpick because I didn't want to hit anybody in the eye with it. So I'd cut a coffee straw in half and I'd use. It looked that. extremely dangerous to be wrestling with a toothpick in. <laughs> I'd always throw it right before the match. Um, and I was talking about last night. I did a because I did a walk the, the Walking Dead segment, and I said I incorporated a little bit of Negan into my early when I first got into the ring and started wrestling. Um, I did uh, I did the bat thing and I did a lineup and I did the eeny meeny miny mo before I hit somebody in the ribs with my bat, but. Yeah, so like I, I eventually turned right into Scott Hall, like down to the like I do the hey yo, um, hey, I yo. mean it was it was it was you know a lot of people like in the business would call me a mark for that. Um, my answer to that is fuck you, basically. Right. Um, 
I, I did it my way. Um, you know, that was the thing is I, I, I made it my own and I always put my own spin on everything to it down to, you know, the way I would do my promos. And I mean, it was just, it was like, I would incorporate the elements in because I truly respected him, uh, through all the, everything that he went through in his career, you know, the ups and downs and to his redemption now to, you know, being clean and getting uh, with the DDP yoga and everything, which is amazing. I see, uh, speaking of yoga, um, how the hell did you get yourself up on that counter like that? Oh, it's my new thing, man. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Oh it pretty God. much changed my life. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, you, it, you it, wrestling uh, injury. I got pins on my elbow, two knee surgeries, yeah. you know, both knees done. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to snowboard. I'm trying to parkour a little bit, you know, stay young. So I yep. start yoga. Now I'm going to try to start making money at yo- doing yoga too, eventually. Good for you, man. Good for yeah. you. That's Turns stuff. out there's a market for it here, uh, dude. You know what? That's uh, you're you're in the right area. You're in the right area for that. And to be perfectly honest, dude, and I'll say this all day that I've been doing this stuff before I even knew what yoga was or entailed. Long yeah. before I started this year, you know, I've been doing this stuff for yeah. I mean, going on five, six years now. So yeah. I'm no, I already do all the stuff. It's not even an issue. Dude, that was that was awesome. I, I saw that picture. I'm like, that is that is dope. <laughs> like this guy's this crazy shit. Are you about the one with the split, the side splits. Uh yeah, over the counter. Yeah, some. I was like, oh my god. It yeah, like that, that, it's like a Van Damme. It's like a Van Nope, I've never been able to do that before. That night, that was the first time I attempted it, and that's what I got, and it happened. So, I yeah. I, I I try. I, yeah, I, that's you no, know. <laughs> no. But I, big, I love it now, though. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But hey, man, I want to thank you for being on tonight. Um, I think this is a good place to, we're going to take it home right here, as they say in the business. Um, thanks for being on tonight, Kyle. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you back on. And um, we'll, uh, as we, as we kind of evolve this, we're going to have a, uh, a little, uh, a little more uh, well, well scripted dialogue and show, but I, I like the way we flow. We've, we've always riffed well, so. I think tonight worked well, and uh, I just appreciate you coming on, man. Alone. They don't deserve it. <laughs> well, hey, my brother. Um, that's it for tonight. So I want to thank you for being on, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow, episode three of The Place to Be Reviews. Um, we'll have some more fun, and uh, if this guy's free, maybe we'll have him on for a segment uh, in between our normal goodness. And uh, yeah. I, I look Kyle, forward to listening All right, brother. Well, hey, have a good night. And uh, listeners, uh, be sure to check this out. It'll be available. Share, share, share. Talk to you later, everybody. Later. Hi, it's Pete from The Place to Be Reviews. Yeah, remember me? Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at N80Pete on Twitter. Uh, Please don't be shocked by anything you see. It's really not that bad. And it's me. So, hey. If you're listening, if you like it, please share this on every platform that you can, Twitter, Facebook, and please stay tuned because I will have information about an upcoming Facebook group, which we're going to start here pretty soon. So a Facebook page you can follow. Uh, The Facebook group is meant to be interactive for uh, listeners. So if you're interested in that, cool. We'll see you there. If not, I'll see you tomorrow right back here at the Place to Be Reviews. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah. And I leave you with the soothing sounds of Led Zeppelin, of course, for the evening.